and welcome to episode one of 3MP in association with Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett and Troy Weaver. We mentioned this on yesterday's podcast. Um, we did, we've essentially done this pod before. This is just under a new banner. Um, Troy, hopefully uh, you, you don't mind me saying, I think you said with some sport, essentially you don't pay as much attention as you somewhat have done previously. So no. this is more of an outlet just to talk. I mean, the premise is the kind of thing you would talk about at a pub, hence the image. Um, or at least I assume that's what people would do. So that's what we read. That's yeah. what we read anyway. I mean, maybe we'll have a drink when we do this in the future and uh, we'll just pretend TK's not driving back um, just, to make it a bit, <coughs> just to make it a bit more authentic. A nice bus journey. Yeah. yeah. No or, pretending at all, Your Honour. Or just uh, me and Troy and uh, TK can... Uh, just, just get pissed in the room in, uh, in this room. You can have just me just watching you two get progressively yeah. more pissed. <laughs> yeah, he can have some smelling salts just to get himself pumped. <laughs> anyway, even the way Luke said "pub," then and maybe think he doesn't want to go to a pub. Yeah, no. words didn't roll off his tongue very well. No, I was I was going to say bar stool, but I didn't want us to be confused with uh, that awful bunch in America. Actual, actual bar stool. Yeah. yeah, like um. I'd love to say that I'm incredibly creative with the photography and that's where we get all the images from, but essentially sourced like royalty-free images and just put our own spin on them. Barstool, you even search that, it's, they're not taking any chances. They're like... Nice. If you can hear something, there's fireworks in, the, in September We're, the 14th. We're not in Baghdad. We're actually coming well. from Kabul, yeah. That's the... <laughs> I don't, I mean, if we and get big ones as well, yeah, well if we get candles. cut off halfway through the pod, you know they've got to us as well. <laughs> I'm glad now though that when I do complain about there being constant fireworks, people won't think I'm exaggerating. Like it is just a Tuesday night. I don't understand who's setting them up. They made it through the first two days. It's yeah. the celebration. But it's like kids gone back to school, <laughs> yeah. that sort of thing. It's like you found a, cho- a chocolate bar in the fridge and you think, okay, I may as well have it. It's like they're finding just... Maybe we won't go on too much fireworks. of a witch hunt on that one, Luke. Yeah. Using up their stock before yeah, before the new <laughs> sale comes on for the fireworks. That could legit be it, couldn't they? They just found the old ones. Yeah. We can have some new up. ones out soon. Mm-hmm. Just like Crawford versus Sean Porter confirmed. So uh, there you go. Nice. Um, yeah, I've basically got a mixture of headlines Last week, we had a bit more to work with because we didn't have a standard Monday podcast, or that was the Monday podcast, so uh, we had news of the week. This week, we've got news of the Tuesday and uh, any other kind of pop culture news (laughs) (laughs) that has popped up. So, uh, Wow. I mean, just to go straight into it, I I started kind of doing these notes while watching uh, NFL Red Zone yesterday. Uh, The the perfect Sunday evening treat at about six o'clock. The only thing that could make it better is if um, Sky Sports brought it around to a four o'clock kickoff for the football, so it, they didn't yeah, clash. Agreed. Yeah, it's a bit um, selfish. But other than that, yeah, the Americans really should just change that whole sports schedule. Well, to be fair, we're not they should change the comedy yeah. We're not shifting them. I mean, we, do we need that little break of um, Sunis and Keane just talking nonsense? Just go yeah. straight into another game. We already know what they're going to say. Yeah, the lads didn't want it enough. So yeah. every time, Roy, <laughs> Graham, have you got anything to give us tactically? <laughs> Probably would have been quite good if we were doing the podcast during the uh, United game. Actually, instead, we're doing it uh, during. Barca versus Bayern. Usually, I would quite like hearing the commentary, but um, I mean, I don't know if you'll be too gutted to be missing Steve McManaman. No. Um, so, 
We'll we'll be like shooting out some awful cliches for this game, no doubt. We'll, we'll be like those um, people that say that they watch boxing without the commentary, just to uh, really get into it, Bit or they stuff. watch it in slow motion. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's a whole different There's level. People that would say like we'll be able to score the game a lot easier this way like, because we've got no commentary influence. In us. Like I watched a Floyd Mayweather fight frame by frame just to truly understand his brilliance. What's re- what is the real hipster one is when you watch it on times two and you're watching this shit in double speed and you can still pick up everything. <laughs> well, if you thought they were running out of things to talk about beforehand, they had Crouchy say um, Alfonso Davies' assist in the 8-2 was the best assist ever. Um, and, <laughs> and his punditry that he was clearly trying to do was essentially just keeps running down the Alfonso Davies and he was like, and usually you see this and you're like, and pass it and pass it and uh, he gets cut off and then he just goes straight back in he's like usually you'd be like and you just carry on and you you pass it and then no he doesn't he just has the composure to set up a great pass see surely with, with like a stretch with, Jesus. with things like this like obviously say they've got you know a couple of hours to fail or whatever surely some anecdotes are better like there's only so long so oh, there's only so it, many times that you can analyse a game of football I know every game is the, is different but pretty much every game is not different. There is a lot of similarities in games. And they end up just going back on what they've just said. Yeah. Like, often they've got two or three points to make. I want to hear about Sooners in like 78 and <laughs> yeah, shit. I yeah. want to know what he was up to. Yeah, yeah. Talk about... Yeah, come on, nice man. Crouch, if you think Crouch has got a, a quite a successful podcast off of the back of just being himself, yeah. that's pr- probably the reason why he gets booked in a lot it of It is funny watching jobs. him have to be a bit more corporate on yeah. the LBT thing. You're like, you can see that Crouch is trying to behave himself a bit. I, th- I think I've said on. it to you two before probably off air uh, I think just in regards to when you watch American sports former players etc that are now pundits or whatever it's just so different to how the product is presented over here whether that's rugby football cricket whatever the product is always presented the same way by the pundit by the pundit team and just I guess that's just the way it's always been so they don't no one rocks the boat of maybe we could try something different you know right right. I think they try in some respects. Like, I think there's people at BT that look at like inside. I think the BT NBA, really did think they were going to be revolutionary, didn't like, they? They see like Shaq and Kenny bantering, and they think Chris Sutton and Savage. Like, I think it's they genuinely same. look at that yeah. and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I this think is right. something we've got. Right. Yeah, because I suppose soccer, are, Gillette, I, soccer Saturday had, has had its moments over yeah. the years, hasn't it? I watched the BT bits. one over the Sky one now. Though. But then you would I'll, rather I'll, watch, I'll watch BT the BT score. I don't particularly like Chris. I hate but at least, Savage. At least they have it. some form of relationship, so you can have and they get other people on. That, yeah, I get you. Yeah, you so can, yes, different. Yeah, where the Sky one where it's, it's not necessarily who it is, but where they basically rotate a little bit and they have people on that basically force together as well. I like stick stick us in a group of strangers and yeah. like try and talk about football with each other. It's not quite the same as if you know each other. Who's the guy that hosts it? I know him, but I can't think of his name. Yeah, I quite Darryl, like Little guy. Yeah, he's Scottish. Can't can't remember his surname. Yeah, he seems like, but, uh, he seems like a yeah, nice and guy. Yeah, again, they bounce off him quite well. They normally rip into him a bit, and Jules is always good as well. So yeah. that's why, to be fair, the, the presentation of the hundred, although I hated it visually. Yeah, yeah. Like the way it was presented and stuff, uh, I didn't really enjoy the way. It, yeah, it looked. But the commentary team and stuff using Phil Tufnell and Michael Vaughan. Michael Vaughan, 
off of commentary is is disaster. Any you know <laughs> uh, opinions on anything other than cricket disastrous. But get him behind the mic on cricket and he's entertaining. Off the way it turns out. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like I say, it, so yeah, it can be one of those kind of where it's hit and miss. I guess yeah. you don't know what you're going to get until you put them together, really, do you? Thinking of assists this weekend, I don't know which is my favourite assist. Pogba getting one for where he's done a sideways pass to Bruno, <laughs> who's cut inside and then hit one from 25 yards. Or Pepe getting one for his one to Aubameyang. Oh. It's literally, he's on his ass and it's bounced off yeah. him and gone to him. We we spoke yesterday about kind of the death of irony. Um, we did. Pepe's deleted his Instagram post saying, we are staying up, where he got so much abuse of people saying, like, this is so disrespectful. Dear Lord. Yes, he, yeah, it's, it's insane, isn't it? He was being chatting in the ground and it's, this sounds very like I, I saw someone else tweet this and it I read it as being awful, but it does kind of make sense with it, it. It's what happens when the people who weren't in the ground are basically taking it as an insult, but they don't know inside the ground. People are chatting it obviously, yeah, as a joke. Oh. I don't want to sound like one of them where they're like, I went, to, I go to the games, the, yeah, these foreign fans. Who do they think? No, it's it's like um. I resent the fact that journalists actually ask it. I assume you have enough about you to work out. But also, it's, it's like an extension of the, the Free Lions thing. We know what the song means. You, yeah. you don't have to draw yeah. it. It's a self-deprecating thing. Mm. And it's supposed to be laughing at yourself. Was, That's what yeah, Arsenal are doing there by saying we're staying up. Yeah, It's not a hard thing to get your head no. around. Well, it's essentially it's, um, every team you'll hear, uh, how shit must you be when winning away? Uh, how, shit, how shit must you be when you're winning against... Yeah, another team. Yeah. yeah, like the one thing that sort of gets me at the minute, being an Arsenal fan, is the constant, oh, bet you wish you support someone else, don't you? And it's kind of like, they act as if Arsenal's the first club in the country to ever lose and still keep support. Because it's almost like they're expecting us to all run yeah, away <laughs> and just jump, oh, support City instead yeah, or well, Chelsea. Respect that a lot more. <laughs> as opposed to, you know, the, the hundreds of clubs that are out there that aren't very good but still get their fans coming week in I week out yeah I say, ask 95% of football fans I'd probably still trade in Arsenal's position for theirs because yeah. well, you know that they'll probably be back one day exactly. whereas your club yeah, may yeah. just never do anything yeah what you got to think though is um, if you criticise Wenger you've got no right to complain now because That's you true. didn't know how good you had it yeah it's, it's, I do it's, enjoy it's almost like the old Brexit enjoy type thing that. isn't it you know like, if you voted for Brexit, you cannot complain about Brexit. <laughs> like, it's the same sort of thing, well, like, I suppose. United fans weren't winning things now, I think. You complained under Louis van Gaal, and he won you an FA Cup. So I dare mm-hmm. you complain about Oli now. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say with Red Zone, like, could that actually work with any other sport? Hmm. Like, I could, the Champions League show on this is... is I don't like it. it. Last year, I, I watched a fair bit of it, and it's getting there. It's getting How better. Do- I don't because you can't really just flick to when someone's attacking. No, it's it's different, isn't it? I was trying to weirdly. I was trying to explain NFL to someone at work yesterday who has no idea. He says, "I always watch the Super Bowl, but I just don't get it." And I, when you yeah, when you yeah. when someone is so alien to NFL, trying to explain very it to difficult. them, no, it's like very... well, it sounds yeah, like it's very trying difficult. to sell it as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, they are basically not doing it for a lot. So this is yeah, this is sounding boring, yeah, but it's actually quite interesting, saying, like. You have four tries to take the ball ten yards. Yeah, it's very simple. Oh, and it, yeah, and then when you start thing. saying, but usually they don't actually take four attempts. They usually yeah. take three, and then on the fourth attempt, they usually kick it so they can get some possession. Blah blah. blah. And you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a nightmare. I think you can kind of do it with baseball. That's a hard sell to most people in England. But uh, you can M- you can oh, ping no. in like when the bases are loaded. You can ping in when 
someone in particular is up at bat. I'll mean, tell you what, if you ever play Rounders yeah. and never look at school, yeah. I mean, okay, I'll take it. it. It's a great sell. People over here, they tried bringing the uh, baseball game over here and they even It's brought, never it was, really been a thing, has it? They did Yankees against Red Sox over here. Um, That's if huge. you can't sell that, yeah, yeah. They, they sold it out, but I think it's one of them where Touts thought, we'll be getting our money back here and they course, didn't and like, they didn't know I think maybe there's a possibility that it could work that sort of thing with NBA if they NBA, like they, do, they, they now it was over here and it's been France for the next couple of years I think ah okay because the way I would see it is if say if you decided if you put a 10 minute slot between each game or 5 minute even then you could have some action you know what I mean? Come towards the end of the gate of each game, you just have r- minute after minute March of right now to the next one. March Madness outside of football is my favourite event that you could possibly have on TV. Is wasn't wasn't as many buzzer beaters this year, but usually and of course there wasn't a crowd no, was there. So no. that for it was my first time kind of watching it. Yeah, wasn't, so it, it, it wasn't didn't, the same. Yeah, no, I can't Especially imagine because I had such high hopes, and then Rory won our. Uh, Bracket. <laughs> the NCAA is notorious for its crowds, isn't it? Because a lot of time people do often say that about American sport. Oh, you know, they don't have the loyalty that we have with our sports, etc. And I'm like, well, if you watch some college sports, you'll see loyalty. Did you see that clip of like 100,000 people jumping the gym. around to <laughs> yeah. jump around? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Crazy. That was very American. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not sure you can recognize Some of the stuff you see is cringy in it, but some of it's kind of like, it's kind of cool. Yeah, cool. definitely. Something else um, that will be coming to the, the podcast feed, I, I interviewed Vicente Luque just before we came on here. Um, Name drop. Well, I had to ask, this is a means to an end. Uh, I was asking mum to, to make up on me before I did it. I had this beach, I had this spot that... Uh, I had the uh, makeup just team like, on just it. Like, <laughs> it. It was just bright red, like it. And I thought... Can you just maybe just put a little something on there? <laughs> Did it work? Honestly, it's not as bad actually. Yeah, so uh, I, I felt quite pumped. There we go, modern so man. Like, so like so Sticking out like a sore thumb. What are you doing? It's just worn off, is it? Well, we went to the boxing before, and I, I don't think he can claim otherwise. TK is not the guy you want taking your picture. That's going to make you uh, no. flash. He's oh, not no. getting you any extra Tinder matches or whatever you're doing. No, he oh, managed. No. We we went, we went, and um, <laughs> no super likes. We, we went, and I had this uh, big. You know, when you get a spot on your nose, and it's like it's always right at the end of your nose or whatever. I, I knew it was there, obviously, and I'd said about him before. I can't believe it's come up now. About two seconds after meeting up, he's gone, fuck me, that is big. <laughs> and yeah, then I'm you know sure, that's the nail. Like the picture he's managed to take, like the the spotlight is like shining down. And you know, like if you, you touch a certain point on the phone, you can focus. He's done that, hasn't he? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was before, it, hey, Bellew, so it wasn't a pleasant night anyway. <laughs> but I had this cream blazer on, feeling like I was uh, one of like the elite like an American like athlete around the table had a white okay. white shirt a mustard cream blazer the bee's knees and yeah the picture doesn't take in how I was feeling for about 30 doesn't seconds doesn't encompass your mood yeah no. um, all my fault oh, my bad <laughs> um, yeah I, I gave you a lot to work with but um, yeah yeah exactly honestly, clearly honestly. but yeah <laughs> well, the, that was rubbish I'll, I'll save that. Uh, something I've never always worried talking about work on here, so I think I'll uh, leave oh, that. Oh, um, always bottled it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Next. After, after Hobbit literally gave someone's full name and school yesterday <laughs> on the pod, I, did you? I, <laughs> I uploaded it. And then, One of the first things he said. <laughs> I uploaded it and I'll apologise now if there is some echo here. I mean, we do the tests, nothing appears, we check after and there is some echo. Tried amending some settings and effectively in a boiler not room, we were TK and Troy were sat around doing nothing, so we figured you'd rather have something than nothing. Well, that's it. Mm. Um, the fans are clamouring. But I'd uploaded it yesterday. I, I was annoyed because I thought it was a crisp, smooth podcast. And then I thought, I left that name in there. Amended it and then re-uploaded. If you're on Spotify, it may have adjusted. It may not have. So <laughs> you, may, you may know the kid's name. <laughs> I mean... I don't think it was anything too damning. No, it was essentially... Said, did you name him as a nonce or something like that? Yeah, or? No, basically... He, he said it at the start of the story, so I was thinking, where are we going to go with this? You named him, so where are you going to go? And yeah, it wasn't anything too, uh, no, basically, too outrageous. Basically, he's a, he's a big kid that people used to just poke the bear because he'd freak out and then... Yeah, we had a kid like nuts. that in our school. Yeah, but would... I mean, I assume you wouldn't just come out here and put his name on the podcast and go that go from there. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really know where he is these no. days. I don't really care. Put it um, out there. Maybe we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the way, the way you just said it there, this isn't on my notes. So these are the kind of ways these pods can go. Started rewatching 60 Days In. Um, been telling TK to watch it. I think Troy's Cracking watched some show. of it. Yeah, I, yeah. He, I binged it badly. Yeah. You told me about it for ages and ages and ages. And then, you, like, as, it as does people feel like do. I would binge. And then suddenly I put it on and it's classic American TV the way well, it ends, isn't it? It'll a, always end on on such a way of that I have to see yeah, now what is going to happen. It's, it's a great easy watch for what should be a hard watch. Yeah. Like the premise is... <laughs> yeah. They send... It should be hard, yeah, shouldn't it? they send eight ordinary people into one of the toughest prisons in America. They've got all these new cameras they've put in the prison they tell the prisoners they're filming a documentary on new offenders and that's how they can pull them out and have the updated cameras but they send one guy in who thinks it's going to be a doddle obviously it isn't they send one person in who's a police officer and see how it changes her they send one whose brother's doing a life bid and he wants to know what it's like for his brother i was about to say what these people's motivations for doing it yeah are they being paid um so supposedly not. Um, I think the one I know from the first season, his name's uh, Isaiah, and he was the youngest contestant on there. And now he does like uh, social media, and he owns like a firm like that. So he managed to kind oh, of he got some out of it. Yeah. Um, the, t- the teacher. I hope he got fuck all out so of it because he's. This is the one where you don't want to say too much to ruin it, but I think the. the his first words when he goes into the prison where obviously we've not been in, but you know, the first impression is essentially you go in there and deck someone and say, don't you fuck with me. (laughs) You're my bitch now, especially this, like the American idea of of jail. He went in, he looks all prim and proper. He's got a really smug face and he stops in front of the TV where they're all there. And he says, do you get the NFL network here? Yeah. (laughs) Patriot, Patriots are the chiefs tomorrow. We, we can't miss that. Fuck's sake. And then wanders away. And already, like within 30 seconds, you see um, someone in their cell says, uh, who does this guy think he is? We're going to fuck him. Oh, Jesus Christ. One nil. Awful guilt. But, oh, I hate Thomas Muller so, so oh, much. Yeah. And that's this is such a Thomas Muller goal, a deflection off someone's back into the net <laughs> from range. Um do you think you could go on something like that? Like, I 
I know for a fact, I'm more than comfortable to say I would not last in prison. Prison for me does its job. The idea of prison is enough of a deterrent to right. say... I think for most people that yeah, does apply. like you should never oh, do Jesus. anything that is going to get you behind these bars because I know when I go in there, my face, I'm not pulling the poker face. Like someone is going to say, give me a lunch money and I'm going to, oh, I'm a big lad, but... You can have my lunch money. <laughs> you can have my lunch and... Uh, I think... I think um, uh, British prisons are nowhere near as bad as what you may think um, to them to be. Like, YOs, so the youth offender, like when my friend went to the youth offender one and then he went to the, to the grown-ups jail, let's say, he said there was a stark difference. In the youth offender, it's how you probably expect jail to be. Everyone's got a chip on their shoulder and wants to be the big man, you know, and you get fight starting just because you may look at someone slightly yeah. off or them, them silly type cliches of what you imagine jail to be like. He said when he went to grown-up jail, it was fine. It was actually fine. <laughs> People just there, just living life. Most of them are enjoying themselves. Yeah. And, and, and what you find as well, I suppose, this is where the deterrent comes in for people that don't associate in any crime life or ring at all. They don't know people that are in jail. Now, the idea I'm not of- claiming to be anybody, but if I went to jail, I know very well that I could go to jails where there's people that I know and I'd get along okay because there's pe- that's and that's a mentality that a lot of people have of that, well, such and such is in that one and such and such is in that now, one. So if I go be, there, what's the big deal? I've seen <laughs> what happens on TV. I'm clenching when I go in the shower here. Yeah, see, and that's another misconception that, you know, you've got communal showers and these sort of things. Your own cell will have a shower well, that you is, can use on your, you know, on your own. the whole thing. The idea of prison is enough. Yes, yes exactly me. that. Yeah, 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 that should be a deterrent in itself. So yeah. these... But enough word gets out there. So you know, that actually, you know what, they're not so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the American prisons are at least one of these... Um, not everyone even has a cell. Like, you're just... Yeah, but just that's another thing. With chuck- those particular... Where that's set on that uh, 30 days in or whatever it's called, th- that's a holding facility. So even that isn't actually real jail in America. So what they what that is for is for people that are over on remand, it, what it would be called in this country. You know, yeah, you're waiting on a sentencing um, and for a lot of, sh- like, small-time stuff, innit? So well, it's kind of like, you're going to be here for six months maybe and then we'll ship you to your actual prison yeah. so it is a, it is a cutthroat place to be <laughs> definitely that it's area like they're intimidated from the start and like the training I mean they might, have, they might not have to watch the show after this but <laughs> they're saying like this is your cover story don't say it too oh, yeah, well they so train them re- before they so go in you know? yeah. don't say not yeah. enough like one of them one of them just makes a different story. Yeah, he's like, Thinks his story's better. I was, I, I was speeding down here, yeah. and they're Love like, the arrogance of that. And the guy's just like, "Well, there's no, there's no got, cameras yeah. on there. You, you he couldn't call them speeding. immediately." Oh my he's god! Like, yeah. Well, I know that street. Basically, oh, no. one, of them, one of them just loses his mind, and they're like, "So, what are your charges?" And he's like, oh, "I don't know." Uh, yeah, I, I had a gun. Uh, <laughs> one, one thing, just thinking of jail. I heard something recently. It's quite interesting that in Germany, if you escape from jail and you get caught you don't get any ad- extra time added on to your sentence because it's logical to escape, to want to escape. I like it. Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of... Cause very German and methodical. That it is, isn't very it? Logical. It's that way of like, well, you know, it's you're caged. It's in, it's in you that you will want to and naturally try and get out if you can. 
Like they didn't say that approaching the Great Escape. <laughs> no, they've changed their <laughs> ways. TK, <laughs> good guys now. Slightly different political persuasion. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they should have. Uh, they should have double bluffed these people. So they should have had a separate actor they didn't know about and got like the fat guy from the Shawshank in there and just beat the shit out of him as soon as they get in there. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> and they, they think he's dead and they're like, yeah. oh shit, this is real. It's like, yeah, it's real. You better believe it. There's, there's one, deep. you're not going to worry knowing this if you've got this far. It's like the fifth season or something and they go right on the Mexican border and this is where and they're like this is one of the worst places you could be in America yeah, I bet and um, they send this, I think I'm wanting money for this one they send this guy just out of curiosity do you know what state is it Texas I, Tell I, me I can't Texas. remember but like I was going to sound really stupid there it, I was going to say it looks like they all do um, it's okay no, 12 times the size they, of England they, it looks like yeah, Texas they, they tell you beforehand where they just have like this is such and such rating yeah. it's more split into like gangs in there like okay. uh, by race yeah, and they're yeah. saying like so someone who's mixed race comes in they're saying so you got to choose mm-hmm. like you better choose now and, and but, I've always hated that idea of that like if I'm white and I ended up in there suddenly now I'm with the, I'm what is, now I have to join this, the, the white nationalists this, you're in with the neo-nazis yeah, afraid, is this like, real like what tough. this happens to someone in there yeah. and so um, the Mexicans uh, you're getting uh, a tattoo bad luck suddenly I'm speaking like this Holmes <laughs> I'm the, looking like can, I can pull off Canelo <laughs> surely <laughs> the Mexicans are called uh, Chicanos okay. in there and this guy was in a gang before and within the first two days He's the enforcer of them in prison. <laughs> Why? And, and he, they say to him, like, you have to keep your cover. And this little, like, 18 year old comes in and uh, tells him to shut the fuck up. Oh, well, he and he, to- like, smacks him in the head. He's like, who the fuck? You, you, you do not disrespect me. And he's like, you better choose. It's mad, choose isn't it? now. And then he's saying after, he's like, he's lucky that was me doing that. But it was he's um, fully, yeah. he fully like. It's quite a good social. Imagine if they did just go really. too far. Imagine if he did crack and he was it's, just he actually. There, fully there was a, so there interesting was a, to watch people yeah. change. There was a social experiment that was conducted in like the eighties, I think, where they had twelve people. There's a film on it. it do you know where I'm going yeah. with this? Yeah, where it was like six prisoners, six prison guards. Is that the Forrest Whitaker? And um, there's a couple of versions of it, but he is in one of them. It's, uh, the one's called um, the Stanford Prison Experiment, and. I mean, yeah, like I mean, yeah. Well, you may know a bit more because I just know of it. Like, but I've never seen like, sort of a film the, on it or anything. But very quickly, isn't it? The the people go from thinking it's a joke to yeah to actually being all fair, all fair time, yeah, and like yeah. beating people when they get out of line. And, yeah, but they get feral very quick. Now, just like it's been about three days. It just goes <laughs> to show, I suppose, doesn't it, of how powerful uh, positions of power can can be with mm. certain people or whatever, you know? Yeah, it's. Uh, Definitely, I mean, maybe if TK watched it, then uh, we'll do a recap in two weeks and we'll see how he's uh, he's doing. But there's the, your homework, TK. The, the, the you guy, know, I'm going to get myself in prison. Is the that guy, right? <laughs> yeah, you can have your phone call to us every but week. You, you have to get two week sentence. So I'm <laughs> so not sure what pay, you please. can do. <laughs> the guy, uh, Robert, you'll struggle to hate anyone that's ever been on TV more. Like. Oh. It's, and it's, from Love Island, you will you will insane. really want him to get his she, comeuppance. She's like god tier, like yeah, she's another level. But yeah, there's a bird this shit. Also this this guy okay. is like. I think you sent me a clip of him when he first went in. Before. Yeah, I remember thinking, yeah, everything you said about him does tally up with this. He, when they do the training, he says, "How big is the TV in the rec room?" And they say sixty inches, and he goes, "Ooh, 
Thank you, taxpayer. Yeah, he's a right dick, isn't he? Right dick. Asking for he's a teacher, and he says originally he's like, I want to go in and I can steer these people and say this is kind of why, like, there's uh, there's repercussions for your actions. And then two seconds later, he's saying, I just hope it's not too easy. Yeah, yeah, what a fucking idiot. So, yeah, very interesting. Um, Troy, we usually ask uh, hypotheticals to Alex. I have one for (laughs) you. Um, (laughs) this is a big jump. Um, would you kill 900,000 people with your bayonet or 1 million with a button that you just press and they're all wiped out? So essentially, are 100,000 people worth you not having to do it yourself? Oh, I get you. Oh, well, I think it feels whenever you personal, go more than 100 people, it doesn't matter no more. A hundred, uh, uh, over a hundred, so a hundred and one and a million, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Fly me. That it, is it really. You can, you can yeah. have a good future in politics. Yeah, but that's the way <laughs> they look at it, though, unfortunately, isn't it? But it, that's pretty much what it is of almost like, well, a million, a hundred thousand. Uh, so essentially, press the yeah, button. It's you know? Are a hundred thousand people worth killing just so. You don't have to have get to your own kill hands them dirty. Yeah. Yourself, yeah. Bayonet's pretty personal. All I know, yeah, the physical exhaustion. Oh, Nine hundred thousand. You'd be knackered, mate. <laughs> Did you how many? How many of them were hundred thousand with the bayonet? Was it? Um, did you say so? Nine hundred thousand with your oh. bayonet, or a million with a button? Oh, that's. I oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's completely different. Then, yeah, I thought you meant said a hundred thousand. There's no way I could kill nine hundred thousand people with my <laughs> hands. Like you. Come on, it's Saturday, lads. You. <laughs> There was there was a film. So in which case you would kill uh, just a hundred people with a bayonet? Yeah, I could probably manage a hundred. You, you stretch to that. Yeah, over an afternoon. It'd still take a while, man. Yeah, yeah. It'd yeah give you some recovery time. I then. can't imagine you getting it all in one stab. It could, if I would hope numerous. some of them have the wherewithal to get out of there. Once they've seen, <laughs> once I've seen fifty go down, you know, no, what I think, you know just what? loads of them saying, I'm good. "What's going on here, then? <laughs> oh, yeah. so, oh, what's oh, going on yeah. here, then? <laughs> People do like a nose. People do like a nose. <laughs> if you sat me on a stagecoach bus for an hour, I'd be like, "We've had a hundred, but I can keep going if you want." <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a film with um, Cameron Diaz in about two thousand and seven, maybe that the concept was really interesting, but just done horribly, and it was essentially. I think it may have just been called the box. You have a box discovered delivered to your front door and it says, if you press the button, a million dollars will be deposited in your bank account, but one person in the world will die. Oh, wow. And do you press the button? You don't know who this mm, person is. No, you don't, do you? It's risky. Um, oh. Reverse around, obviously then. It's going to be your mum or something. Yeah, no, it? that's what I'd be not, thinking in your head, though. That's that, what you would don't make know, you stop doing it. The way it works from memory is then, the people that press the button are almost then on the list for the next person that presses oh, the button. Right. Yeah. And it's all some like Illuminati type shit. It goes <laughs> down as people with like white gloves on and it's very weird. So it could have been done by Sometimes so, films yeah. take weird but turns the like that, don't they? the concept of it was very interesting yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was, they, they say, and um, they say like, you don't know this person, you're never going to see this person, you'll never know who it is. You just press this button you can hey, forget I'm about sold. it if you want. Yeah. yeah, I'd be sold on that because if if it was, you don't know who it is though. It could be anyone. It could be your son. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, then I'd be like, just more bloody luck. I'm not taking not the, I can't take the money. I mean, yeah. You can picture how the film goes just by me saying like, they've got it on their kitchen table for a day. The woman's saying, I don't know if we should. I don't know if we the should. Man's the going, man's going, you were fucking doing it. He's desperate. Going, yeah. Oh, come on. We don't, it's probably, no one's going to die anyway. Smack the button. Check their account the next day. 
so on. Um, like the man in every horror film, he tells the wife, oh, there's no such thing as fucking ghosts. Uh, yeah. Sure enough, he's getting ripped apart next thing. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, Britney Spears being engaged? Uh, I'm not going to pretend to be happy for her. Oh, <laughs> Who too? Something about the guy. Yeah, you know? she, I mean, she's been with a guy a while. I mean, quite literally locked down. Yeah. He's some uh, male model, basically. Mm. Well, so she turned her life round, I guess. A bit. No, she's still. Don't know if I can trust him. I don't know if I can trust him. Honestly, I want what's best for her. She she put the post up saying that she's engaged, and I mean, you know, her social media is interesting as it is. Mm. All the comments are like, "Get a prenup signed. Get a prenup signed." <laughs> what like, to her? Oh, for her? Yeah, to her, yeah. Mm. I mean, he's pretty. Well, cashing in. He's a pretty wealthy guy himself, and she doesn't have control of her money anyway. So. No, no, but yeah. it, it looks like she might be. So he's getting She's in now. Getting her control back. Get that ring on now. She can get the control of her money back. I can take half. It's not a bad gig. No. Well, hopefully, uh, she's free soon. What do you think about Conor McGregor swinging on Machine Gun Kelly? I'm all for it. I mean, you normally look at him and think you're a maniac. There's something to be said for walking around with a cane and still trying to swing at people. <laughs> yeah, and also just the something about Machine Gun Kelly. Face he turned him down for a photo. It's great. I can't believe that. No, but I, I kind of could. Like, of just him being like... I don't know like, going to ask him for a photo, is he? No, I don't, I don't, but he, I reckon he would. Like, yeah, come Kelly, here. though. I don't let's know. Go, he's gonna, let's take a photo. He wouldn't... If it was a big, big asking, scene, Like, can I have your photo? It's going to be more... Sure, we have one or something. Come on, let's get a photo for the Instagram. Yeah. And him going, no, I'm cool or whatever. And kind of taking well offence to it. I could see that. So muggy, wouldn't MGK is... A lot bigger in America than he is over here. Like oh, wow. far, far bigger. Yeah, but nonetheless, I don't think he's big enough that McGregor's going to have gone. I'm going to go over to you for a photo. I, I mean, if they're in a club together, to I think me. that'd be more of that thing so, of just like this. This is a good photo for likes, etc. Yeah, I'm rubbing yeah. shoulders he was with someone with um, two chains the other week. Mm. I don't know how different their stature would be in America. Who two chains and MGK? Oh. uh... Two chains would be a lot bigger than MGK. Uh, MGK is massive. That beef yeah, from Eminem well, probably boosted it a lot for him as well, didn't it? Yeah, I get what you're saying. MGK is a funny one, though, because... Like, I don't know, the yeah. Fox thing's boosted him. Well, he I said, do get what you he? mean. He said, and he's like, huge to, white, him to white South America, isn't he? To, like, that demographic. Like, he is big to that. Like, because that's why Eminem was so was able to be so big, wasn't he? Because he was able to to appeal to the masses. Two Chain doesn't. Two Chain appeals, obviously, but he's not to the masses. Masses, is it? So yeah, you might be right in terms of MGK. We said after McGregor and his interview, I don't know anything about him other than the fact he's got Megan Fox on his arm, which is probably like that's good for him, if anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't imagine he would know any. He would know who he is. He, yeah, that's my thing. I'm he's around the sure UFC a lot at the moment. MGK, like. He's one where he yeah. makes Dana feel young Obviously again. Obviously, done the so thing with Steep it. back in the day, didn't he? Pardon? Didn't he used to do Steep's it's, it's like, Steep is, yeah, intro? Yeah, he does his intro. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're from Cleveland. That's it. And they seem to have kind of coupled up with um, Courtney Kardashian and uh, Travis Barker. So okay. they're kind of a force. Of, That's an interesting double strange. Day. I mean, yeah, the, the pictures they're posting, like they're like very 19, weird. like in a shower, in a shower, like all tonguing each other. They just all want to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if if you're MGK, like 
that is Megan Fox. I mean, you probably don't care who is watching. But I feel like he's running the show. Yeah, I, feel, well, I saw a thing of her like calling him daddy. Yeah. She's always a bit weird anyway. But it does seem like he does have this kind of power yeah, she's, over her. She I'm said, not quite sure how he's done it. She said, um, she was asked why she wore that dress. And she was like, because daddy told me to. Weird, That's man. odd, man. She's got kids. So she is a fucking. And she's obviously older. And we were well. talking about them not yeah. washing all the other week. They're just weird. So Ash, Ashton Ashton Kutcher um, was hosting some uh, sports show. He was a guest on there, and rather than let him carry on, the crowd started um, chanting "Go and shower" um, <laughs> instead of letting him uh, do what he came there to do. That's like I seen a meme. Well, not a meme, a photo earlier of. I'm pretty sure she's like Winston Churchill's great granddaughter, and she's a model, and she was modelling a top that says "Peg the Patriarch." That was no, that was patriarchy um, or something like that. What's her name? Uh, it's just like, uh, come on, man. Oh, what's her name? Um, she was in the first Suicide Squad. Blonde hair, black eyebrows. The name begins with a C. Oh, well, this woman in that black. She like had black hair. Charades here, you know. Oh, yeah, what's what? her name? What is her name? Oh, my mind's gone blank as well, so... That's for the other team. Her, name's gonna, her name's going to be so obvious here when... Uh, is it Cara, Cara Delevingne? Cara Delevingne. Yeah. You know who Cara Delevingne is. I know who Cara Delevingne is. It's, I didn't know she bad for the other team. Um, I think she does briefly. Dalian. So are you sure she's not know. in any relation to Winston Churchill? Oh, man, if she is, then... The reason I say that is because, well, what I seen was her, the photo, and someone quote-tweeted it saying, um, was your granddad pegging the patriarch when he created the black and tans? So I just thought, well, she must be fucking that's Winston Churchill. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the same photo I seen, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's what it... Because, yeah, because the I original... That's the way Troy knows it. <laughs> the original <laughs> tweet was from, like, some, like, I don't know, I guess some fucking fashion thing. I mean, that's a tough one to come back from about your granddad, isn't it? Tough one. Yeah, it was in Eric Andre voice, whoever that is. Was it pegging the patriarchy when your great-grandfather invented the black and tans? I mean, uh, I'm assuming... He's gone hard in the paint. This, this is just when the, the when the pod is just brilliant. Well, is she is she related to Winston? Cara Delevingne's aunt had an affair with Winston Churchill Why? and his son. Oh, that's good. And his son. <laughs> oh, that's great. She was getting it. News of the 1940s. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the, the the question was relevant there. So, Winston Churchill was it pegging the patriarchy? Clementine with model Cara Delevingne's great aunt. Archive tapes confirm. Married sex pot Doris, famed for a sex trick she called Cleopatra's Grip. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Cleopatra's Grip. <laughs> she had an earlier affair with his son Randolph. Excellent. I feel like we've got to know what Cleopatra's grip is. <laughs> I'm a bit terrified of it. Well, Julius I mean, it, it had Winston overlooking the fact that she'd been with his son, where he was like, I've got to get me some of Cleopatra's grip. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Is <laughs> <laughs> that just like a metaphor that was used in the Roman times? Like, Cleopatra's grip is the term used for contraction of the vaginal muscles during sex. So. No way! <laughs> That's great. I never knew what that was called. Now I know. <laughs> so yeah, Cleopatra's grip. and I'm a fan of Cleopatra's grip. That person's not the only person that can do Cleopatra's grip. But she was the goat at it. She, she, ah. she, was, she, she was the one that invented it. Okay. 
Yeah, the, yeah. They named it after no one her, between her but, and Cleopatra. Yeah, she did it once, and she brought it back. <laughs> yeah. Well, moving on from there. So that was a yeah curveball. I mean, there's there's no. I don't really know how you go from there, but um, we'll try. Um, in association with the BBC, Netflix is planning on turning the popular British crime series Luther into a movie starring Andy Serkis. How do you feel about that? Well, a movie? Could probably do a good film. People won't like it, won't be as good as a TV series. They have done, they probably have still done this before they've done a with film things, of already. They? They, they've done, there's a Luther film already. Is there? What, with Idris Elba in? Is there? Or was, or was it, it just, just a special just a like for Netflix? Yeah. It was just a two-parter between when they brought it back. I do remember t- them talking about the film. So I we remember they did it, like a, they a silent witness film or something like that. Like one of them sort of programs that, you know, is BBC drama always on at eight o'clock. I can remember they, they made one of them into a film and it was like very terrorist based, but it was shit. I went to cinema with oh, a girl um, to watch it. Is that the one where they had the bloke from um, Game of Thrones? In it. it wasn't Silent Witness, though. It was... Yeah, a hell um, of a lot of blokes in Game of Thrones. Um, so, K- back K- to the other side. Yeah. Grandad's Winston Churchill. <laughs> Kit uh, yeah. Harrington. Um, and he did a British TV show that they made into a film. I know he did a one-off... I don't know if it's a film. He did a thing about... Um, was it Guy Fawkes and all that? No. I remember seeing an advert for that. Now, a line of duty film I could get on board me. with. Because that, that they're packed with action. And if, they, if you give them a bigger budget, that'd be pretty cool. Did you ever watch Line Spooks. of Duty? He did a, he did That's a Spooks what it was. Film. Yeah. That's the film it was. Spooks. Spooks yeah. film, right. Yeah. I didn't know they had it. was shit, film. yeah. Oh. Have you watched Line of Duty? No, I haven't, no. Oh, it's great. I was. I kind of it saw really the tweets and you're like, I need to ignore this because yeah. otherwise if I go in now, I'm going to yeah, know the names saying. I'm going to see people tweet about. There's, I mean, there's, each series is, you know, different, complete, well, yeah, I've only different. seen the two most recent ones. I literally just happened upon it. Okay. Well, it was kind of like, Everyone was talk- raving about it. And I didn't watch the latest series, actually, weirdly. I was like, semi-attached to it, so when it didn't end so well in the last one, I wasn't as heartbroken as some no. people were because I didn't have that But like the people attachment. that started watching Game of Thrones like during the last season when like every single thing was tweeted, it was like... Yeah. I mean, that's a level of bravery I can't comprehend. Yeah. Um, what else do I have? Down? Okay. Uh, a... 22-year-old Stockport landlord says young people can buy houses if they don't go out drinking. Um, we are doing ha. this from my mansion right now because <laughs> that's worked out really well for, for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I then I've still, also seen other tweets that keep 22. popping up of that, well, don't buy takeaways either. And I'm pretty sure that may be the, 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 uh, the flaw in your uh, well, cap there, I, Luke. On the way back from the Arsenal <laughs> game, I was genuinely, there was a moment where I, was, I actually quite miss my takeaway on a Saturday. Like, I've been out at the game and I'm still thinking, I do come on, miss this. To the point where I'm looking forward to the weekend now just to... Uh, I've oh, won, but at what cost? Yeah. <laughs> the oh, so he was out you've been doing the all day at, like, and coming yeah. back late, you haven't I been mean, bothering with the, the Saturday evening takeaway. I mean, I did have a Burger King. <laughs> But I didn't have it. <laughs> That's not the same, though, is it? I didn't have it. You with, had that outside or whatever with, in London. I didn't have it with my feet up and yeah. like, not a care in the and world. And summit on the telly. I, I, I couldn't overindulge because I thought I've got to sit on the coach. Yeah, 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 I get yeah. Like being on the coach, with, being on the coach with Troy <laughs> while he was spewing has stayed with oh. me. <laughs> what an experience that was that day. I remember uh, on the bus on the way back where 
Some for some reason that felt even more tense than being on the coach where Troy had been spewing. It because, was, wasn't it? Because there was no way off. And I remember some kid kicking off downstairs and uh, Troy was, went downstairs and booted him off because he he had enough that yeah, day. Yeah, it was enough. The, like, and we didn't need someone bus. kicking off with the bus driver. <laughs> yeah. We really did it. Make it worse. The bus driver was a woman, yeah. wasn't it? There was plenty of people downstairs. Not one of them was saying anything. One I was them, looking around and looking, I'm like, I can't fucking take none of this no more. I'm going down there. One of them where the person's so shocked that someone's doing it that when Troy said, get off the bus, he did just get off the bus. <laughs> he, <just laughs> yes. yeah. he could tell I had a bad day. <laughs> if I want none of this. So he said, that really. man is grey. Yeah. <laughs> like, if he's telling me to get off the bus, I'm getting off this bus. <laughs> this man's got off his deathbed to tell me to get off the bus. Yeah. I remember he was waiting, waiting for the... Bus and Troy saying he didn't feel great, and then that very quickly went to like I'm going to be sick. I'm I'm bad with around other people that are ill, and so I had to try and be like, I mean, I'll sit in front of you. I couldn't be sat next to each other. That would have finished me off. That. Um, and just had to kind of every to so be often fair, just the last thing I would have needed is anyone pat me on the back anyway or any of that shit I wouldn't have been your, I just every <laughs> he so was often, not that guy turn around and kind of nod my head in solidarity you are <laughs> yeah and tell you how ill he feels still alive <laughs> so you're yeah. making me feel so ill Troy what are you doing to me <laughs> yeah so, cheers can you snap out of this now Troy because <laughs> you're making me car sick <laughs> the last bit of news I have before I have something interesting for actually for us to go through um, in his press conference last week um, bit of sports here. Arteta said that Jack Wilsh is always welcome at Arsenal. The doors are open if he wants to train there. Did he? Yeah. Now, I was about to say, did he say in what capacity? So, <laughs> got a janitor's job. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the question nasty. here, is there a chance here, like, fairy tales do happen, Wilsh gets a contract at Arsenal? No. So, he, he, spoke, <laughs> he, he spoke today, uh, he did an interview, and he said, Obviously, it's lovely to hear that. Um, I love sharing a dressing room with Mikel. He's putting laying out. What's he said? Um, and obviously, it was really great to hear that. So, uh, I'm sure I'll speak to someone at the club within the next couple of days. So he's all up for it. That's what it sounds. I think it sounds sure like he's going to ask, "How serious is this?" Like he said, he. I don't think he's expecting much. He's saying, "No, me training alongside these players can only." be good for me until I find something else. Do you think they'll let him train with the, with the senior team? This is this is maybe the question. Um, That'd be rough. The, the thing is, yeah, like I, come back see, and train with I don't know. Yeah, but I can't see how he can come and train with the seniors either. No. Like no. just straight away. You know, like first day back, come on in with the boys. Well, this like, is how really? maybe TK can provide more of an answer than us who obviously blink it. I, I don't know an Arsenal fan that doesn't love Wilshire. Mm. Um, He's a cock, though, with isn't him. he? <laughs> he was a bit of a cock. No. You, you must have heard the story of him at, at uh, was it at Brighton, where he was like, I've won an FA Cup. I don't know if you know that. Like, and it, and no, I know you're I saying of the sense of irony things. sort of thing, I but I feel like he would say that with no sense of irony, yeah, of almost like, I, because especially then after what you told, and I read in the interview of him basically turning around to Emery and saying, I'm better than every midfielder in this club. Fuck you. Telling his agent, find me a new club now sort of thing you know like it does seem like an ego is definitely there getting in the way of that man the, the, the question I was going to ask is I'm speaking for Troy here, we don't particularly rate Mohamed Elneny is no. it as simple to say we understand how talented Wilshire is 
or can be, which you still apply to him despite his age. Yeah. Look at how Alneni is. He's in the squad. Wilshire could be in the Arsenal first mm-hmm. team. Is it as simple as that? Is are we stating the levels in Wilshire isn't better than Mahal Alneni? I mean, it's very depressing for Jack Wilshire if he is now worse than Alneni. It's hard to tell as well, though, isn't it? It's, it's it, hard to tell what level of a player he really is at this stage. Yeah. In, in the last two years, we, almost, we you really know? don't know. Because obviously, like I said before, I, I don't watch enough other teams really. But maybe you two can tell me: have have you has any games of his stuck out of note of where people have been like, well, "Damn, I mean, Jack Wilshere was pretty good tonight." You I know, know like that sort of way. He scored. Only money he was playing in the championship for that six month span as well. Yeah. So if he's anything there, he would. He should, you you'd be setting that well, league alight, scored, surely. I remember he scored in his first game for Bournemouth, and there was the people saying, "Look." He, he's a level above this. It's whether we can keep this. And then he was kind of put it in okay performances. He wasn't then man of the match for the next three games. And his version of events is he then picks up an injury, which is a pretty standard injury. You're out for four or five days. And Not be- related to and his, his dodgy No, and because of his history, people... Well, that Jack Welsh is injured again. Yeah. Right, that's, yeah. That's him done. And he was like... Your favourite player is picking up this injury three, four, five times a season. It's just wear and tear, basically. Yeah, yeah. So that's why he said he wanted to go abroad because he doesn't have the same reputation over there as being. Well, he said his son came home from school crying because he'd been his dad had been called Jack Wheelchair. Yeah. It's quite funny though. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, kids, kids can be cruel, but they can also be fucking hilarious. Like. <laughs> I feel like, uh, regardless of what happens to Jack Wilshire, your son's probably got a decent my dad's better than your dad's story, probably still in the yeah, in the locker, true. do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So he shouldn't be crying about that. Yeah, like literally just pull the new camp out of that. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. You go. Uh, I know your dad does uh, plumbing, but it's not yeah. quite <laughs> I, I won't Do even... the plumbing at the new camp, did you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I won't even just say Arsenal here. If, if, if I put five grand in front of you right now and you had to put it on whether Jack Wilshire would make another Premier League appearance before he retires, which side would you put it on? I I put it on no. <laughs> Just going off of now, like I, the fact that no one's picked him up now, I don't see that anyone's going. I mean, do we know now. do we know what type of wage this man is demanding? Because that's surely think, important. Isn't I know it? he was on a big wage at West Ham, but as he says, like West Ham chose to pay him that. He yeah. didn't stick around. He took the payoff and left as soon as it. Because you think want him he'd be anymore. he'd be pretty well off, therefore not really need to be on anything more than thirty grand play? a week. I think I think he'd take pairs. I well, certainly asked him he would, wouldn't he? Oh the, yeah. But the I mean, interview, for the interview read to me that. He's prepared to take anything. Yeah, like, he wants to play football. He's training with his Serie B team in Italy. Yeah, exactly. And so. by the sounds of it, he would have got a contract there, but he, he can't get a work permit to play in that division. Oh, uh, right. Okay. I was going to say what was going on with that. The, uh, Weird, man. The, the thing is, isn't it, is to answer your original question about the Alneni thing, he's obviously got more talent than Alneni. So if the fact that Arsenal wouldn't pick him up, the other clubs haven't picked him up, tells me there must be a feeling that he's physically diminished enough that they just can't afford. Does he even have an agent? I'm sure he does, but because surely is he even does he if he so does the, sack that man? So the Bolton for a start. When the story surely you can bring out, every club up in the country and be like, is it alright if my player comes and trains with you for well, a bit? He, Maybe take a trial. You know, yeah, you might you yeah. might get a, a good player out of it. Um, like, makes no sense. 
Normally, though, West Ham is the club that rolls the dice on that player. Yeah. <laughs> Once you haven't cracked it at West Ham, everyone looks, oh, shit. There were championship clubs saying Gary Cale couldn't train with them in the summer because it was too much of a distraction having him and around the team where that they were like, weird. we aren't, we aren't going to sign you. Like so. the paparazzi's going to be down that, the training yeah. ground. I've Gary Cale's here. I think the best thing with Jack is to get up north, go and play for the boys in green. <laughs> and reinvent yourself well, in Southing and become a club legend up there. There was the rumour with Rangers, wasn't there, when Gerard first took yeah, over, he was going to go over there. I mean, I if he take that, I think I always then liked, you'd think he was a guy. I liked <laughs> Gerard as well. Like that was, that was one annoying thing, like not being a Liverpool fan, but actually liking Gerard, and then he went to Rangers. It really just with, he really was testing you. Yeah, if if. English leagues are a bit rough for him. I'm not sure the Scottish one's doing him any favours. That's true. Dude, oh, they'd part snap of it is, him. would very much have a target on his back, wouldn't they? Yeah. Part of it is, in England now, people, if you're playing against him, you'd leave one in on him because, yeah. one, he's chopsy, and two, you, you, it's like Amir Khan. Every boxer thinks they yeah. can, if you land a punch at him, he's going down. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, and it, it is that thing of bringing him down a peg. You know, yeah. you, who do you think you are, sort of thing. The thing is, he's... You know, you said about you. I'm sure you love him back because there's like a nostalgic or whatever emotional connection of him coming back. But the uh, yeah, just how good he is. It's obviously, a totally different situation. But it's a little bit like when people are kind of waiting for Ravel Morrison to perform something. Like or whatever John Joe he, Shelby. whatever <laughs> blimey Troy, <laughs> whatever people once thought that Ravel Morrison was going to be, I think we see enough evidence he isn't going to be that. Yeah. yeah, and and he's you get that with certain players, and I think when they're part, when they're your club, you do have that thing at Luke of where you are almost like, but we know how good you yeah. can be. Like, why can't you just do it? Well, the, like, the you know, I said the Arneni one is because um, we, we, he's terrible. Well, it's, like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fair point, but the thing like where you see like a basketball player where the worst player in the NBA is still a hundred times better than the yeah, man on yeah, the yeah. street, yeah. and so it's hard to gauge the levels, and that's why I say. We think how Nenny's shit is he shit in comparison to how Wilshire is now. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, uh, and that's why it's hard to judge him amongst a lesser team as well. Sometimes I'll tell you what, maybe wouldn't surprise me if the pressure picks up a bit for Arteta. Bringing Wilshire in would probably buy you a bit of goodwill with fans. That really is a hell mary. <laughs> even if it's for just a week, even if it just buys you that tiny bit of goodwill. Having said that, bringing him in and then letting him go is maybe even more brutal than just never bringing him in. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, we've, we've seen a really sad interview where you couldn't get employed, so we offered you a chance of employment and then didn't give it you. This adds a lovely spin-off to the All or Nothing uh, documentary <laughs> and all, doesn't it? The Bolton chairman... He comes in for a cameo. Yeah. The Bolton chairman tweeted, I think it was, saying, come down and play. Well, you, you can train with us. I would love if Wilshire does go like, come on that's because that was my piss. thing of, like, I said I wanted to jump in on this one like clubs love jumping on the social media juggernaut train so, so why, why wasn't there loads of that popping up like, that's why come think, join us Jack you know it's like that's what I think might worry him with I don't think as much as he wants to play I don't think he wants to be just a marketing plot I think he genuinely does want to play and he wants to get back to the top levels the thing for is because each time he came back at Arsenal in particular he was balling like he came back and he scored one of the greatest goals in our club's yeah. history you had he got goal of the season twice in a row the second one shouldn't have been but Arsenal fans are going to Arsenal fan <laughs> he played for England and he he had some great what was it over 20 caps for England and some great goals for England 
He's he always played well back. for England, in fact, didn't he? Well, he, last, he did usually play well for England. His last run at Arsenal was when we got to the League Cup final and the lesser about that final, Ugh. the better. It's the Mustafi one where uh, oh he got God. nudged in the back. Oh. But he had the semi-final where he, we scored against Chelsea in the first leg and he did a big celebration in the corner. And there was a real thing, like, Wilshire is back. He's the guy in the Arsenal midfield. Wenger didn't offer him a new deal. Emery came in and said, I can offer you a new deal, but you're not in my plan. You're not in my starting 11. And that's when he took offence. And he did say, probably if it was any other club than West Ham on the table, he probably does stay at Arsenal. But he says, looking around at what was there at the time, Mm. he felt like he was worthy of someone. Hard to remember now as well. But I do think there was a feeling that him going to West Ham, he'll go there and be the main man. And probably rebuild again. Yeah. I think it was that quickly. Obviously, unravels, but it's West- there has been some colossal mismanagement of him as well as his injuries. Yeah. I will acknowledge. West West Ham fans hate him, and I have it with uh, Connor when we speak to him because he made one comment. I did where see he said, it. Not happy with him. Yeah, he literally his comment was, "When you think about it, my style of football probably doesn't suit West Ham," and they took that as him calling them Stoke and yeah. saying. You don't send for West Ham styles, the West Ham way. You'll have some respect. Yeah, it's an odd one. Um, I do the, the the final thing I had today um, for us is uh, I reference this a lot when we do the uh, trivia for um, the movie pod and this kind of blacklist there there supposedly is where the best unmade scripts in that are floating around Hollywood and they're just waiting to be picked up. And so I've got a selection here of these scripts that are basically just waiting to be picked up and made. Um, and you can say whether you think there'll be a good film or not and I guess we'll go from there and uh, say so Cleopatra's f- grip first up what do you think <laughs> I, might, I think that might be the uh, name of the episode if it, won't, it might get taken off Spotify if, if like the head of Spotify is like I know if yeah. everybody knows about this and we <laughs> wink, didn't wink <laughs> um, Headhunter the first one's called the horror comedy centres on a high functioning cannibal who gets a dose of his own bad medicine. The cannibal in question selects his human victims based on their Instagram popularity. However, when the cannibal meets a man who desires to be eaten alive, the entire dynamic is thrown for a loop. Why is it, though? Why is the dynamic thrown off because he meets someone who wants to be eaten? Like... He likes the chase. Yeah, decides, actually, I don't like eating people after all, or... I don't know. I don't think that one holds much uh, much weight to be to be hey, anything great. This is one of the biggest unmade scripts of 2020. Well, I feel like it's 2021 someone now. So <laughs> it weren't that great because uh, they, didn't, they didn't make it. One that ran Killing out. someone who's popular on Instagram will automatically have some level of popularity with people, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, resent that. That. yeah. you can get a good few cameos in there, like get someone like Addison Ray on there and get them on the poster in the trailer or something. That'll <laughs> gather some popularity. Um, one that we actually did on a segment, if you recall, way back back in the major days of the podcast, of um, stories in sports that could be made into a film, and it was actually one that I brought forward. Uh, if you recall, the two baseball players that did a wife swap, um, <laughs> they, 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 they traded, um, they swapped wives, kids, pets, and just lived and just lived life. One of them broke up immediately. The other one. Stay together for yeah. for good. Um, Worked out all right in the end. So the trade is based on a true story about two pitchers for the New York Yankees 
Fritz Peterson and Mike Kekich, who during the 1970s caused a national scandal when it was learned they swapped wives as well as their children and pets. Yeah, but... That's so insane. So what? And everyone was just fine with that? Like, no, both they, parties, so they, how did they yeah, do... both parties, they agreed between them, like... Kids was all cool. Like, like, all right. That's a bit of a dick. Yeah, anyway. yes, this could be part. Of, I guess that's part of how the film will be. But always preferred Uncle Fritz, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one, that one's got some legs, hasn't it? Because obviously, like you say, it's based off a true story. This think this actually happened. Yeah, like, um, that's only the seventies as well. It's just not. Yeah, crazy <laughs> uh, time. Chang Can Dunk, a coming of age dramedy. Centers- Hang on, just sorry. <laughs> Before you go any further, though, just quickly back to yeah. back to them. There, can you imagine if this was just some elaborate ploy? between uh, picture A and wife B that <laughs> yeah. were having an affair for a very long time and they're like what about if you convince him to swap yeah, he's he's like, like, he'll, he'll never go he'll for never, it trust me he'll trust do me it. he's he'll fucking it. stupid he'll do it <laughs> that would be incredible wouldn't it? Yeah, maybe that's what happens in the film who knows wait to see it get made in 2022 yeah. Chan Can Dunk a coming of age dramedy centred on a teenage Asian American basketball fanatic who wants nothing more than to slam dunk? Chan can dunk. So essentially, white men can't jump, but they, they yeah. fix it. All right, all right. I, I I think you shouldn't make coming of age comedies because the ones that we had, like American Pie, like you're never gonna top them. No, no and one should come of age anymore. Well, they've carried on so much. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like you're a kid or you're an adult. Yeah. Nothing in between. Thank you. Like there's been enough kind of uh, police detective films where. We can, our dads can talk about Die Hard. We can talk about Die Hard, but there's enough since that you can talk about. I don't know a Denzel one for the next thing, and they, they keep going. American Pie is still the one that you go to. Like, yeah, your but, dad goes to that one, but it's strange because before that, it was it was Poor Kids, which is mm. from like the early eighties. So maybe it is just once in a. Some of them over age, a generation, you know, of age rough in today's standards. Yeah, oh, yeah. big time. Yeah, I mean, like poor kids. I can remember being kids, and one of my mates' dads just like banging on about how we all need to watch Porky. It's the yeah. best film, and it was around the time that like we'd have all been watching the first American Pie, and he'd have probably been like, huh, "You, you think this is good? Yeah. You watch Porky's, and it weren't that. It, well, it's not. So they're that back great in the days all, of like. A genuine part of a film can be like the girls are sleeping, the lad goes in another peak, and that's like a funny oh, yeah. scene. And like, yeah, like one of the like rip roaring scenes from that film is the girls are in the showers and he's like peeking through a hole and all. You know, it's like yeah. it is just proper. Most of American Pie does still fly. Yeah, today, yeah, there aren't yeah not too many things where you'd be like, uh, <laughs> two faced. This story follows a high school senior who concocts a scheme to get a principal fired from his job following a racist encounter. However, the student learns that the principal has a rash of tricks up his sleeve and won't go down without resistance. Ooh, I'm interested to know what these tricks could be. <laughs> this can't. This, a racist just, teacher with so tricks. Many, so many pitfalls. Yeah. Is this Kevin Spacey's comeback? <laughs> like the role is just right. This <laughs> Go down in one last, one last place. Um, the gunslinger I think this might be my favourite uh, sounds like it's already been made yeah, the gunslinger is a dark and extremely violent western about a former Texas ranger who seeks vengeance on a band of Mexican outlaws who tortured and killed his brother wrestling with his own demons among the way 
the gunslinger sets out to mercilessly hunt down and kill the Mexican gang. He has been made choices. If, if he hasn't he has. taken this film to Danny Trejo, then I don't <laughs> yeah. know what he's well, doing. They say the reason this hasn't been made is because of how violent it is. Like, there's no... It's, it needs to be big budget, and yeah. no one's risking their big budget on this. Well, that's a fairly standard plot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get, do you know what? Ten years ago, it'd have been snapped up, wouldn't it? It is that almost now where... Yeah, we're living in a bit of a different time, aren't we? Where people don't really want to see blood and guts all the time anymore. Uh, finally, this one, which is... Uh, superhero randomly in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's fine then. <laughs> yeah. The final one that um, Jack Nicholson's production company have been linked with oh, uh, purchasing. Um, <clears throat> Winter's Discontent. An elderly widower who moves into a retirement home after his wife of 50 years dies and begins romancing the senior women he meets in the home. Faithful but sexually frustrated during his long marriage, the elderly man at the centre of the movie enjoys sowing his oats in the retirement home, but along the way comes to a new appreciation of women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so a different sort of coming of age yeah, type yeah, film. Yeah. Yeah. A real maturity film. He's uh, played his way film. through the old people's home because his wife wasn't putting out in her deathbed, mm-hmm. and then he starts to feel bad about it. Yeah, realises actually, I guess, you know, women are entitled to not yeah. want to shag me. Learns that at the ripe old age of yeah, 70 79. <laughs> so I can just picture like the, the head of the production company has just seen that Jack Nicholson gif of him grinning and nodding his head as he turns <laughs> to the camera and he's like, this would be great. Yeah. <laughs> so if you were making one of these, are you opting for the gunslinger? Are you... Uh, Opting for two faced. I want. And, I want. Uh, the, I want the split. The you know the. I want the pictures. The baseball guys. Wife swap. Yeah, I think Seth Rogen was linked with that at one point. Was he? Yeah. Blimey. Um, but his production yeah. company has bought a lot. But what happens now is um, a lot of these probably can't go him or Franco. No. <laughs> buy out all of these scripts, and some of them just don't get made for like five, ten years after, just because. They bought it, so no, someone else can't get it, like Chelsea so, in about 06. <laughs> you might <laughs> know a little bit currently. about this. So say I write this script, right, and then you as the production company buy it off me. What, what type of money could we be talking here, bearing in mind that I might not make this film? I don't know, but I know there's a there's a minimum, isn't there? Because that's how and then will they, what? And then are they then going to make money again? When if it does so eventually get mil- uh, made, or are they like that's it? The, you've sold it to me. The right to name So mine. I know a little bit with this, and what was quite groundbreaking at the time was um, when Jurassic Park was being made, the guy was writing the novel. Um, he yeah. sold the rights before he even finished making the book. But oh, because he? there was so much hype around it, he negotiated like 20% of the earnings of the film or something mental. Um, and because there was so much um, like clamour for it, they agreed to it. And he earns a decent living just from Jurassic Park. Yeah, um, lads. With others, when you look at, um, say, True Romance, um, Tarantino made this and then he sold it for the minimum, which was somewhere between ten and 30000 I think, at the time. Um, he essentially had the script for True Romance. He had the script for Reservoir Dogs. And he said to um, Michael Mann, it may have been, it may have the director wrong. He basically said, you can have one of these scripts and I'll make the other. So okay. he took True Romance, used the money to make Reservoir Dogs. But there's a minimum, I know that much. 
Because it's obviously, yeah, because it could be, it's different than in terms of like songwriting, for instance. Like if I was to write a, a song and you're a, a singer songwriter and you buy it off me, now it's yours for good, you know, because you Wait. bought that song from me. Have you seen, so I don't know if uh, your missus likes TikTok. I don't know if you're a yes. TikTok guy. No, I'm not. I, Do you know, um, she's on it. But good for you song that kind of swept around you it sounds like Hayley Williams basically um, yeah. basically this song went mental on TikTok and it sounds just like Misery Business by Paramore okay. and about five different songwriters sued for plagiarism saying it sounds just like my song and then are paying out points on this record because they've been able to say it sounds close enough that it's been copying yeah yeah and you think that Unless you're going to be like a, a Kanye where you're kind of weird almost for the sake of it sometimes, more and more it's going to sound the same. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I don't know how... Also, there's like approved. a formula, isn't there, well, for a certain type of pop Ed music. Ed Sheeran's had it about seven times where he's been accused of copying a song. Yeah, just because he's using certain chords that are, are like the magic chords. proven, but this Olivia Rodrigo must have just shit lawyers because she's just been shafted. Oh, look, the Beatles would take Oasis to town. If that's, the, yeah. if that's what they're going to do. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very strange, but... Yeah, like, I, I always remember hearing, like, a bit of story of, of music um, with the Bittersweet Symphony. I think that's probably why I used the word bitter, because it was already there. Like, it was nice and smooth. Joy- they they smooth never made it. any money from that track, because that, that violin riff, or whatever you want to call it, in the Bittersweet Symphony... Is from a Rolling Stones track. Um, they paid for the rights for it, but there was some sort of loophole in the in the deal of where they were like, "But if it if it makes so much, then it goes to us." So the Rolling Stones make the money off of their biggest track. That's so brutal. it is almost like the irony of it. It is a bittersweet symphony. Yeah, it really is. Because that is his, any concert ever that Richard Ashcroft is at. He has to perform that track. Yeah, he yeah. just has to. Yeah, and and he's not making a penny from doing it. And the like, Stones obviously need the money. And the they Stones obviously are like, not made much. Yeah. So every time Insane. that Ingrid game's getting played, and you hear that come and on, the worst thing is if you listen to the Stones version, it's it's there. Obviously, it's the exact same riff, but it's not. It's not what like takes you like by the song doesn't be like whoa this riff's amazing. It's no, not the same not. as what the Verve have done exactly. to it. Basically, you had um, the controversy lately with um, Vanessa Colton agreeing the sample for, um, I mean, one of the artists which gets me every time, uh, Whopper with the Chopper. Um, <laughs> Whopper with the Chopper. <laughs> but yeah, did you, you probably would have seen the clip of that "Who I Smoke" song, where they're on the golf course and they've got a thousand yeah. miles in the yeah. background, but eventually it racked up like millions of hits to the point where the company probably named their price and they licensed it because it was worth it for them in the long run. But it's a crazy world, this uh, sampling and things like that. It's why, yeah. why when we're doing this now and this isn't resampling, I, I don't even risk having like the commentary on because you can get flagged for so little. We, yeah. My YouTube um, got flagged years ago for my media presentation, we had a chord and it was just two keys on the piano. It was like a horror trailer. And those two chords were picked up by YouTube and we had a copyright strike what? on there and I had to remove it or remove a slice of the video. So I just <laughs> took it down because I wanted to keep the subscribers and be able to use it for what we do now. Yeah. It's insane. 
That is mad. Yeah, no, it is crazy. Like, like even on, I've seen on Facebook, people have to put, I do not own the rights to this song. Yeah, before yeah. they post a video that has music. I in. do it when I put um, movie clips in the podcast because um, there's there's a copyright law that you usually see quoted for fair use. Yeah, and fair use. Yeah, no, I is get one that. of them where it's not really defined. So yeah, you... because say if we wanted to be a a historical based podcast, for instance, and we wanted to play a a snippet of a speech from somebody, we should be able to do that without the worry and fear of the. Churchill gave a speech. Churchill's going to sue us here. Churchill's great-granddaughter. How good was it? How good was it then, Churchill? (laughs) But then then when you're messing with someone like Disney and they say, well, it's not fair use, then they take it down straight away. When we started the Movie Madness podcast, it was a lot easier to use clips from Project X and Sex Drive compared to Avengers. Uh Of course. Because it's like, I don't want any trouble with these. No, no I don't out, need that smoke. Wiping out like four years of podcasts. So, no. Um, 20 lawyers against you is probably not what you need. No, exactly. But I think that's Imagine true. if we did that. Imagine if we yeah. We'd be yeah. the underdog. People would be rooting be a for film. It. Take yeah. it to the man. Yeah. I think that probably does just about do us for today. I mean, we say we we're going to do them roughly every fortnight, didn't we? Give uh, a bit of. Uh, something to build up well every two three weeks so uh, (laughs) did I sign up well I mean to be fair I'm getting fine so me and uh, me and Troy will get oh I see how it is I mean it does unfortunately (laughs) two two man pod suddenly when it's when when the title is three man pod it does make it a bit more difficult um yeah AJ doesn't have that uh, pressure on the normal pod he can he can diff if he needs to so if you made it this far, hopefully uh, the echo on this microphone wasn't too bad. Um, and I'd hope we'd have it sorted by today, but it really is a mystery. Um, thank you for listening. We'll be back in, oh, I said two weeks. That would be the 28th. We'll be somewhere around the end of September. We'll be back on your airwaves yeah. very soon. Yeah, on a Tuesday or Wednesday. I haven't sorted the day yet. So uh, keep an eye out. Um have you seen Joker, by the way, the film? No. No, we're doing it on tomorrow's podcast. I was going to ask. I, I, I have not watched one superhero film or superhero-related yeah. film that's in my part of what whole life. And that tomorrow. sounds so weird. Um, well, I watched old Batman, let's say. Yeah, we're yeah doing, I watched the old Batman. So did we. Yeah. So did we. For yeah, we <laughs> how did that go? <laughs> Batman Forever and that, yeah. Well, yeah we did, Batman we, and Robin. We did, yeah. a, we did Batman and Robin as a podcast last week. One one of my favourite podcasts we've ever done. Just which one is the one with Danny DeVito with the pen, as the penguin? That not is not that one. This this not is DeVito. Like, is pes, is, pe, is it pesky or no, is it no, DeVito? No, no, it was DeVito, DeVito as a penguin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, let's get them two mixed up. We did the one with uh, Arnie as Mr. Freeze. Ah, yes, yes unbelievable. Yes. But <laughs> before I get too carried away on that again, thank you for listening to another well for the first edition of Three MP in association with Spitballing Pod. We will be back. Tune in then. Goodbye.